Hey there, friends. What is up? Before we get into the show, I wanted to mention that I'm going to be doing something new. I am currently sitting at 100 episodes of this podcast, and I'm going to start looking for sponsors. So instead of running some automated ad for like a cell phone company or something like that, I figured I would just reach out to you, the listener, to see if you guys would be interested in potentially sponsoring this podcast. So if you record bands and you want to get the word out, or you've got a new single from your band and you want to get the word out, hit me up and let's collaborate. Let's make this work. I'm going to keep it very affordable and this is going to be a great way to get some new fans or get a new audience could be a fun little partnership if you're interested shoot me a dm on instagram my handle is at kyle k-y-l-e underscore devlin d-e-v v as in victor l-i-n underscore underscore okay and now on to the show Hey there, friends. My name is Kyle Devlin, and this is Having a Blast. Having a Blast is a pop punk, punk rock, and emo podcast where we're going to be discussing all things punk rock ethos and personal development and the parallels within. We'll also be doing some deep dives on important albums and bands. I'm going to be talking to band members, producers, and a bunch of my friends, and I want to know what makes these people tick. How has being self-motivated moved them in the direction of their goals? We're going to have a lot of fun finding out. So without further ado, let's get into it. there friends welcome to the show what is up i hope you all are doing fantastically well out there beyond podcast land in the year 2023 i'm gonna do a quick episode today we're gonna do a rundown of one of my favorite records of all time the album crimson by none other than alkaline trio now a lot of people have different opinions about what their favorite alkaline trio record is and i think that speaks to the nature of the quality of records that alkaline trio has released in their career and they're still putting them out and i hope they're working on one right now i think they are but yeah today we're gonna go over their record crimson which came out in 2005 the album's title crimson refers to the color of blood and the theme of death that runs throughout the album's lyrics and that could be said for lots of alkaline trio albums if we're being honest and the album features a more polished sound i would say than the band's previous albums before it with a greater emphasis on melodies and harmonies and some of their best melodies are on this record I remember hearing Time to Waste, the first single that was released, and immediately being hooked. What a great song. What a killer song. I really feel like this one should have been all over the radio, but let's just do a deep dive on the whole record, shall we? Let's talk about it. First and foremost, Alkaline Trio. Let's introduce the band. Alkaline Trio is an American punk rock band from Chicago, Illinois, and they've been known as a pillar of the Chicago scene for many, many years, decades at this point. Since 2001, the band has consisted of Matt Skiba, legendary Matt Skiba on vocals, guitar, Dan Andriano, vocals and bass, and they both have very distinguishable voices that complement each other very, very well. And then of course, Derek Grant on the drums, and he's been with them since 2001. 
Crimson is technically the fifth studio album by American rock band from Chicago, Alkaline Trio, produced by the behemoth himself, Mr. Jerry Finn. What a legend. R.I.P. It was released on May 24th, 2005 by Vagrant Records, clocking in at 42 minutes and 50 seconds. Surprisingly long for the record because I feel like it goes by faster than that, but what a fantastic record. Let's just go down the list in terms of the recording of the record, and this is quotes from the bass player, Mr. Dan Andriano himself, and he notes that it was kind of the same as always, and he's referring to the recording process. We just spent a little more time in all areas of the recording process. We spent a little more time in pre-production where we worked on the songs with Jerry. Before we started recording, he came out to Chicago and came to our practices, and he was listening to the songs, and we had an opportunity to ask him what he thought. It gave us more time to rework some stuff that we thought could have been a little better, but were a little stumped on as Jerry had great ideas for songs. And as far as the actual recording, it was great working with him. It was more like working with a friend. We've known Jerry for a long time and he's really easy to work with and be around for 12 hours a day. And that's true. You're going to be spending a lot of time with your producer. So you should hopefully like being in their company. He goes on to say he's got an amazing gear collection any kind of guitar you want to use for a song or any kind of amplifier, he probably has it and he probably has one of the nicest ones of that particular model. To me, recording was like being in a playground. It's just like, let me play this one. Let me try this. Every bass track on the record was recorded with an old Marshall guitar amp and that's cool because it definitely has a distinct bass sound. Dan is an incredible bass player. I love all of his riffs. He's just very, very creative when it comes to the bass and they are a trio so he can fill the gap a little bit. I think it's worth noting that the record they did before this, this wasn't their first time working with Jerry Finn. He mixed from here to Infirmary and they actually recorded Good Morning with him simultaneously while he was recording Sing the Sorrow by AFI. So I think this was an opportunity to work with just them, Jerry that is. He wasn't working with another band in AFI and they were probably able to explore the songs, get a little bit more creative. There's different sonic textures and layers on Crimson that had not been explored on previous records. Good Morning's pretty straightforward. It's a great record as well. It's a classic in and of itself. But Crimson was a record where they got to experiment a little bit and add those layers. The actual recording took place at Conway Studios in Los Angeles, California with who I mentioned earlier, Mr. Jerry Finn, between November 2004 and January 2005. And around this time, Jerry Finn had been working with Blink. He had already done a Smoking Popes record a few years before this, Jawbreaker. So bands that Alkaline Trio were huge fans of and were influenced by. So it makes sense why they ended up in Jerry Finn's orbit and why they were so comfortable working with him. They must have known that he was capable of recording what they wanted to record and making them sound how they wanted to sound. Ryan Hewitt engineered the sessions with assistance from Seth Waldman. A few other people contributed to the recordings. Roger Joseph Manning Jr. He's the one that plays the piano and the keyboards on the record. And Time to Waste opens with that amazing fade in of the piano. Nolan McGuire played guitar on Sadie additional guitars on Sadie. Heather Hanura, she's the one who did all the artwork for Alkaline Trio in the early days. And I'm not sure if she still works for the band, but she does the spoken word section on Sadie. And then I didn't realize this, but Warren Fitzgerald, the guitar player from the Vandals, he actually did additional string arrangements on the record. So that's kind of cool. Finn mixed the recordings while Dave Collins did the mastering. And he did that at Dave Collins Mastering. Little on the nose there, but that's okay. A tentative title, which I actually think is a better title. (laughs) 
maybe they should have gone with this. Maybe this would have changed the trajectory of their career. They had a tentative title for the album that was called Church and Destroy. <laughs> That's a lovely little fat mic pun there. I love that. This album would unfortunately prove to be the band's final album with Jerry Finn, involved in any capacity because he had passed away in 2008 of cancer. And we've mentioned that before on this podcast. I should just do a whole episode on Jerry Finn. That would be fun. What a legend. Rest in peace. All right, let's talk about the songs. The song Sadie was written about Susan Atkins, a.k.a. Sadie Mae Glutz, a murderer in the Charles Manson family who took part in the Sharon Tate murders in 1969. Dark, I'd expect nothing less from Mr. Matt Skiba. Quotation near the end of the song is a quote from Susan's testimony, which is spoken by Heather Gable, the band's merchandise and artwork creator. The song Prevent This Tragedy refers to the West Memphis Three, whose trial and conviction for triple homicide in 1993 is considered controversial. Skiba noted on the song Sadie, that song was actually the first song that we wrote for Crimson. We were still touring on our previous record, and I wrote it on tour. We started playing it at Soundcheck, and we had had planned to do this split with One Man Army on Bio Records. That's where that song came from originally. But we knew even then that we were probably wanting to re-record it and put it on the album. I think that came from knowing that we were starting to write a new record and wanting to take a different approach. As I said before, you don't ever want to write the same record twice. I think it was just a fresh start and it just had a different kind of feel and sort of set the tone for Crimson. Not that there's other songs like it on the record, but it's definitely a good thing to get the ball rolling end quote bassist dan andriano he mentions on smoke it's the last song on the record i actually wrote that song like two years ago i knew i liked certain aspects of the song and those were basically the aspects of the song that made it to the final version for the two years before we recorded it i had been kind of toiling over this it was the bane of my writing existence and we've all been there haven't we It scared me because I knew I liked parts of it, but was really unhappy with other parts. I couldn't make the vibe work. There was a time when the song was really soft. Actually, I tried to make it a loud mid-tempo rock number, but nothing really worked. That was one that we spent a lot of time on. Making that groove that we wanted that's there now, almost a ballad. It gave us a lot of time to think about cool effects, effects we could use on the chorus and string parts that are in the song. The artwork of the album has kind of a fun story. The album's cover art features drummer Derek Grant and Matt Skiba's then fiance and now ex-wife Monica. So those are the two people on the front cover of the record. And according to Matt Skiba, the band were doing the photo shoot and we had a completely different idea of what the record was going to initially look like. And Monica was there doing our styling. She got a bunch of outfits and she did the styling for pretty much all of the new pictures for the record. She was there and the photographer was just doing all these different things and he had her stand in. He was toying with these different ideas with just a small portion of her face in the picture and then lo and behold she's our cover star so we thought it looked cool and the people at the art department are in cahoots with the photographer who is amazing everybody who worked on the thing was cool and hands-on and saw these pictures of her and were asking who is that i said that's my girlfriend (laughs) and they said that's perfect we have to use her i think it looks very cinematic and i would agree with that it does look very cinematic and that's what we were going for that's what matt skiba said once it was coming together it was like film noir End quote. On March 16th, 2005, Crimson was announced for release the following month. In the same post, the album's track listing was revealed. The artwork was posted online nine days later. Time to Waste premiered through AOL Music. 
on April 16th, 2005, before it was released as a Hot Topic exclusive single with We Can Never Break Up as its B-side in early May of 2005. Following this, Alkaline Trio appeared at the legendary Bamboozle Festival in New Jersey and went on a short series of East Coast dates with support from Colossal and Mike Park. The music video for Time to Waste was posted online on May 17th, 2005, directed by Joe Hahn. With it, the band wanted to make something simple yet atmospheric, opting for Hahn's video treatment that shows time passing. Crimson was made available for streaming through MTV2 on May 18th, 2005, before being released on May 24th through Vagrant Records officially. The following day, they appeared on Late Night with Conan O'Brien, and that's a great performance. I remember watching that. Big deal for the band, I'm sure. In June and July of 2005, they went on a Midwest and West Coast tour with Death by Stereo, Rise Against, My Buds and Rufio, that's awesome, and Thieves Like Us. Following this, the band went on a European tour in August and September, which included appearances at Pukle Pop, Indoor, and Reading and Leeds Festival. Skiba participated in the Plea for Peace tour in September of 2005. The music video for Mercy Me was posted on Yahoo's launch website on September 18th, 2005, while the track was released to radio nine days later. And that might be the catchiest, poppiest song that they have. I think it's the number one song that they have on Spotify as well, Mercy Me. Surprising that that wasn't a bigger radio hit because of how catchy and easy it is to sing along with. And yeah, it's a great pop tune. The band then supported My Chemical Romance on their headlining US tour. It's a big tour. Even then, in September and October of 2005, following this, they embarked on a UK tour in the next month with Mike Park. A two-disc deluxe edition was released on December 6, 2005 through Vagrant. The second disc features demo recordings, acoustic versions of songs on the album, and music videos. Around its release, the band performed at the FNX Throws a Holiday Show, Next Big Thing, and the Night the Buzz Stole Christmas Radio Festivals. And that was in Kansas City, my hometown. I remember that show. Burn was released as a single on February 20th, 2006, so not that much longer into the next year. Across the various CD, 7-inch vinyl and digital download versions, remixes, radio sessions, and demo versions were included as extra tracks. Remixes by Tim Armstrong of Rancid and Test Isles were posted online a few days prior to promote it. Aqualine Trio went on a brief tour of Europe to promote the single in February 2006 before appearing at the Independence D Festival in Japan. This was followed by a tour of Australia in early March of 2006, and from March to May 2006, the group went on the Occult Roots of Aqualine Trio Early Songs for Eerie People Tour, great title by the way, on which the group played material from their back catalog. They were supported by Against Me. The group went on a Canadian tour with the Lawrence Arms and the Black Maria, which led into a brief U.S. West Coast trek with the Lawrence Arms in the draft, and I'm sure they had already played many, many shows at the Lawrence Arms, another legendary punk band from Chicago, the same area. Reception of the album was good. The album sold 42,624 copies in its first week, charting at number 25 on the Billboard 200. By August 2008, the album sold 204,000 copies. That's pretty great for an independent band. BuzzFeed included the album at number 25 on their 36 pop punk albums you need to hear before you fucking die list. And it's up there for me. It's a great one. Favorite songs? I gotta go with Time to Waste. It's an amazing song. I actually really like Burn too. It has almost a Smiths vibe. Mercy Me is great. Sadie is great. I Was a Prayer prevent this tragedy. There's so many great songs on this record. And I need to go back and listen to the demos of this record that were included on the deluxe edition. I don't think I've ever heard any of those. So yeah, there you have it. It's a quick one, but a deep dive on the album Crimson by the amazing Alkaline Trio. And like I said, I'm pretty sure they're working on a new album right now. I would imagine they are. They're not on tour. They had that great big tour 
opening up for Coheed and Cambria last year. Matt Skiba is no longer in Blink-182, so there's no ties there. So he is free to make new Alkaline Trio music, and I'm here for it. I'm extremely excited to hear a new Alkaline Trio. If there's another trio record you'd like me to do a deep dive on, hit me up. My handle on Instagram is Kyle underscore Devlin underscore underscore. Or if you just want to talk about Alkaline Trio and you want to shoot me a message, by all means, go for it. I should mention too that I hope they go back with Cameron Webb. I was just talking to Chris Daly of Authority Zero. They're going to work with the maestro Cameron Webb again too. And he's done the last couple releases from Alkaline Trio. He did the EP that they released in 2020. And then he did Is This Thing Cursed, which I think is a phenomenal record. So I hope they stick with him. But if they go with a different producer, that's fine too. They've worked with a lot of different producers over the years and they churn out consistently good records. Yeah. Okay. So I've got three interviews lined up and they all just happen to be at the end of this month, beginning of next month. So we're doing a deep dive today, but I'm looking forward to speaking with those people and then getting those interviews out there to you all. If you've listened this far and you've listened to any episodes of Having a Blast, I appreciate you. Thank you. Hope you're doing well out there beyond podcast land. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. I hope you had a good time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to help the podcast out, if you want to do a massive solid for us here at Having a Blast, if you could just leave us a review, a five-star review would be incredible. I'd really appreciate it. Wherever you listen to podcasts, another thing you could do would be to share this podcast with a friend, anyone who enjoys this type of music or personal development in general. All right, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Hopefully you're having a blast listening to your favorite records. Take care and I'll talk to you later. So close your eyes and you try to